Welcome to Mercury on the Mind here on the Dash Radio Nothing But Net channel. I'm your host, Megan Hines, and I thank you guys for tuning in to week two of Mercury Basketball. And guys, this week was very interesting to say the least. Started off with a great win against the Aces. This week against the Lynx. It was not the best performance from the Mercury, but we're going to get into that. First off, once again, my name is Megan Hines. If you guys are new, I am a WNBA writer, mainly do my writing for the Sparks of the Los Angeles, but I'm covering the Phoenix Mercury on this show, Mercury on the Mind. Make sure to listen to the show every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Dash Radio app. Okay. All right. So before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode. It was the inaugural week of the show, and I think it went pretty well. We hope to keep the momentum going throughout the rest of the season and this episode. So, pray up and it's, hope we have a really good show today. So, let's get into some of the Mercury news from this week. The Phoenix Mercury announced that Ricky Eric Carter was waived sometime at the end of the weekend, and Carter was the 32nd pick in this year's draft. The 5'7 guard logged just eight minutes of play in the Mercury's first two games in Seattle and in Phoenix for the home opener. Eric Carter being waived cleared way for Lonnie Mitchell's possible return that was being speculated throughout the first week of season, as it was reported by the Arizona Republic that Lonnie would resign with the team. And as it was reported, it happened on this past Wednesday that Lonnie Mitchell came back to the Phoenix Mercury. And Mitchell's presence eases the low for the bench, as it's been noted that the bench hasn't been playing well and hasn't been productive in the first couple of games of the season. And her presence greatly helps with this team with her scoring. And she brings a reliable, like I said, scoring ability and defensive presence as well. Milani was a 38.9 three-point shooter in her last season with the Mercury last year. And she averaged 4.4 points, 2.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, my bad, 1.4 rebounds, and she was 34.1% from the three in her career. So having her, So having her back on the team is going to be really great for them. As there are also going to be some people possibly 
leaving the team for a bit as Yvonne Turner will be away from the team later in this month as she'll be with the Hungary team that she plays for overseas as they'll be participating in the Eurobasket tournament that's happening from June 27th to July 7th. So Yvonne will not be with the team for for that time period. So having Leilani back with the Mercury will be great. Because there's some skepticism rumblings that she might not have been wanting to go unless there's some hope for the Mercury. And with Leilani, with the team now, it all works out. Lonnie Mitchell cleared waivers following her being cut from training camp, and she signed the Mercury under new contract terms. And she'll, like I said, well, she'll be in rotation. She was in the rotation last night in the Lynx game, and she'll be out there with all the guards. So it's going to be an interesting time for the Mercury this season as players are coming back from injury players or players are going overseas and coming back. It's going to be very interesting to see how this Mercury team fares, even though people do have them at the top of standings at the end of the season, but they're dealing with a lot of the kind of depleted bench, but players are coming back. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of injuries and recovery and comebacks, Camille Little could be coming back from her foot injury sometime soon. She was cleared to play. So that means Camille Little could be seen for, I don't want to put a timetable on it because I'm not an insider. I don't know. But she could be coming back at some point. And depending on how she feels, We'll see how she fares on the court as well. It's just all making sure that she's 100% good and she feels like she can contribute. So this will be the interesting development with her. Also, Diana Taurasi could also be back at some point soon. As it's getting a little bit into her timetable of, of coming back. She's probably like halfway through, I want to say. So at this point, depending on how players play, you might see her earlier than the projected time that she's supposed to come back, or she might be coming back later on. It just all depends on how even Leilani Mitchell is coming off of her foot injury, but Leilani, she played in the Leafs game, and she looked really fine in that game as well. It really just depends on how she is moving forward and then how the team is affected by Yvonne Turner's absence for that stretch of time at the end of the month as well. So just depending on some different circumstances, Diana might come back a little bit earlier than expected. But then she but then again she might come back right on time for her timetable. So that's 
all has happened in this week with the Mercury. So let's take a break and let's come back and talk about the Mercury's Aces game. Let's get into that. So let's just take a music break and I'll be back on the flip side. You are listening to Mercury and Mind here on the United Minnet channel here on Dash Radio. You can listen to this show and many other shows on the Dash Radio app. And let's keep this show going. So we're going to get into the Aces game. We're going to start off this show very different than what I planned, but we're going to go with it. So we're going to start off talking about this Vegas Aces game that happened. We're going to start off, we're going to start the show off on a good note, you guys. Let's talk about this win in the home opener that had the X Factor on one, you know? So last Friday, the Phoenix Mercury rallied late as they were down 12 points and they defeated the Vegas Aces, 86-84 Pines. A great performance by the starters. Dewana Bonner passed the ball to Ethan Carson, who hit the go-ahead three-pointer that gave the Mercury an 85-82 to lead with 46.3 seconds left to go in the game. Rianne Jerry was then fouled, and she made one of two free throws to make it a four-point game. And the Aces' Kayla McBride connected on a layup to make it an 86-84 to game, following a turnover by Carson. McBride missed a potential game-tying jumper, and that's how the game ended. Essence Carson led all scores in the Mercury starters with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 steal. This was Carson's highest scoring total since her 21-point game with the New York Liberty on June 5, 2013. And her performance in this game was very, very great for the Mercury, something that they need night in and night out. It's players being able to bring energy and scoring presence and defensive presence all around to help them possibly get to the point of where people want to see them at the end of the season. And Carson's performance in the home opener was just that and she gave the X Factor a show. So that's something to hang your hat on. Also Brittany Griner and Yvonne Turner had 18 points each in the win. And January had 16 points, three assists and a steal. And that was a really great opening game for the Mercury of the good bounce back win as we know that the storm game wasn't that great, but they're trying to find some footing without Diana Tarasi and trying to bring in the rookies in the mix. 
Um, as I mentioned in the first episode, Ricky's mostly made up, make up the bench. And sometimes Ricky's, they don't really produce as much, but they also had a really decent game in this game against Aces as well. We also got to see Sancho Little back on the floor in some minutes, and she had a good performance in those minutes as well. So as the season goes on, it's going to be very interesting to see how the bitch fares in the game. Like I said, we have, the, we have like three different Rickies now. Sorry, I said four. Three different Rickies now for the Mercury to go along with Sancho Little and Camille Little, who may be coming back soon. Just every night it's going to be a different learning lesson, I think, for the for the Rickies on the bench just to get playing time and make sure they hit shots and have a good defensive presence on the floor. I think every night it's going to be something different because the te- these teams will mainly go at Bonner and Griner. So you have to have a well-rounded team from top to bottom. So that's going to be something to really work on throughout the season. And following that, we're going to move into the Mercury's loss against the Minnesota Lynx, guys. I gave you guys something good to talk about. Now we're going to talk about something that you might not want to talk about. And if this kind of still stinks because it happened last night. But we're going to get into this. Granted, Donna Bonner put the team on her back late in the fourth quarter. She had a great fourth quarter performance. And she finished with... 25 points. So let's get into this Mercury versus Lynx game. So, the Mercury started off the game against the Lynx very well. It came out the gate scoring thanks to Donna Bonner. Donna Bonner scored the first seven points of the game for the Mercury and they held a 9-2 lead in the early minutes of the game. But then after that, the Lynx started fighting their footing. And they gradually built the lead on the Mercury. Got the, game. the Mercury couldn't get their offense going. They had little spurts where they were trying to get back in the game. But it never worked in Shots weren't falling and fouls were being called. And it just wasn't a good-looking game for the Mercury in the first three quarters. Despite that great performance by Bonner to start the game. It wasn't pretty a little bit. But some of the keys from the game that the Mercury were supposed to have were to establish Bonner in Number one, he did that early in the game. But then after that, she kind of went quiet throughout the rest of it until the fourth quarter and went off and led all the Mercury scores. And also perimeter shooting. Perimeter shooting was something that was very off for the Mercury as 
shots weren't falling the way that they should have for them. It, it just it wasn't good to see. I didn't feel inspired by the performance aside from that. The Mercury, they had a 23.1 three-point percentage. They're also 36.8% in field goals. They also were out-rebounded 35-25. They were also they were rebounded all across the board defensively and offensively. They were also turning the ball over a lot. Granted, the Lynx have one more turnover than them. They Turned the ball over 70 to- 17 times in this game. Meanwhile, the Lynx had 18 turnovers. But on those turnovers, the Lynx had 22 points off of theirs. But it just wasn't that great of a performance by the Mercury in this game. Like I mentioned, the one of honor had a great start to start the game for the Mercury. And we saw some flashes of what could have been a good battle between Brittany Griner and Sylvia Fowles early in the game. But Griner just wasn't in it. I didn't see much, like, enthusiasm from Griner in the game. Granted, she had a, really, a lot of really good blocks in the game. Other than that on offense, she couldn't really get it going as much. Griner was actually she was actually held to just four points. She was one of three with field goals, but she made her free throws. That's the point. I I'll give her that. She made her free throw. She was two of two from the free throw line. And she had seven rebounds. She had six defensive ones. She had two assists. But she was also almost in foul trouble, but not really. She had three fouls, and she had three steals in the game as well. But she also, like I mentioned, she had some really good blocks in the game. She had three really great blocks in the game. One block came late in the third quarter, and it was really, really good. I was like, this is so effortless. It was great. So, no, it wasn't the third quarter. It was the second quarter. But it was still like an effortless block that happened. And, yeah. But other than that, it wasn't really a good performance from everyone else on the Mercury. So, in the game, the Minnesota's offense picked up in the latter half of the first quarter. And then the rest of the quarters until the very end in the fourth. In the first half, the Mercury turned the ball over seven times, and they were 54% in field goals in comparison to 42% for Minnesota. And like I said, that was a a promising field goal percentage at halftime. But like I mentioned before, it wasn't that promising of a percentage at the end of the game. As, like I mentioned, they were just 36.8% from the field. 
Also, the Mercury were all scored in the second. In the second quarter of the half with the Mercury being held to just five points to like halfway through the second quarter and Minnesota was on a 13-5 run. That was prior to Bonner's free throws in the second quarter. But other than that, it wasn't a pretty game until the fourth quarter as the Mercury went on a 15-7 run and I was spearheaded by Donna Bonner in the game. She single-handedly got the Mercury back in the game. She was the only productive, productive player for the Mercury in this game. So it was very interesting to see how the rest of the team fared because the other rest of the starters did not score more than five points. Essence Carson had two points in the game. Like I mentioned, Griner had four, Yvonne Turner had four, and Brian Jernery had three. The only other players who had more than four points in the game were Leilani Mitchell and Elena Smith. Elena Smith is one of the rookies who I really see to be very productive at some points, getting her confidence up and making shots and that's what she did in this game with her seven points. Elena Smith had some really good moments in this game as well. She was three of seven from the field, and she was one of four from the three-point range as well. But yeah, like other like other than that, it wasn't a good win for the Mercury. It wasn't a good game for the Mercury, and. This shows that they need help, but people have to step up in order to help and contribute and have a rhythm. Because I don't think that a lot of the players in this game for the Mercury had a rhythm. So it just has to come down to creating a rhythm and being in the game mentally. I don't think that players were in this game mentally for the most part. I don't think that Brittany Griner, like I mentioned earlier, was in the game mentally. Like, she was there. She was being active on the boards, and she had those blocks. But other than that, she was shut down offensively. And that's not normal from Brittany Griner at all. So this was just very odd to see. It all was, and I'm still in shock by that performance. So, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some news around the WNBA. So, here's some music. Take a breather. It's Dallas a doozy. I give you, I will say that that was a doozy getting through that game. But let's take a break and we'll come back, talk about what's next to come. We'll talk about player of the week and we'll talk about 
news around WNBA. All right, we are back here on Mercury in the Mind on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. And we're going to get into what's going to be my favorite segment of the show is what's on my Mercury mind. And this is going to include some updates and some happy times so far this season. So... Across the timeline, did an attendance data chart for the opening week of the WNBA, and a certain team was at the top of that list. And as you guys know, I mentioned earlier in the show that the Mercury fans were out and loud at their opener against the Aces. And I'm alluding that the Phoenix Mercury topped all the teams in the league with 14,090 fans in attendance for that game. The X Factor was loud and proud. And it was a good atmosphere looking at it from my computer. Everyone looked loud. I know it was loud in there. And the Los Angeles Sparks came in second. With 12,334 fans in attendance for their opener against the Sun. And then the Seattle Storm had 8,500 fans in attendance for their opener. And the Minnesota Lynx had 8,308 fans in attendance for their opener as well. So big shout to the X Factor for showing out and cheering on the Mercury in that win. That was the... Really great win for the Mercury and in Aces game. So, big shout out to the X Factor for being supportive and showing out and showing out love and and cheering this for the Mercury in last week's opener. Speaking of the X Factor showing out, we're gonna get into this little update about the. Goal that Christopher Owens had. I talked about last week's talked about on last week's show. He had a goal to fill the upper level seats, which was seven thousand seats in the upper level. And I, according to what I probably saw, I think he got close to that. But. Even the day before, he sold 5,000 tickets, and he was still selling tickets until tip-off. So, I want to bet my money that he got close to the goal, at least. He was halfway the night before. He was past halfway the night before. And everyone who went was loud and proud. I've been seeing faces past the first couple of sections. So, big shout-out to Christopher Owens, who most likely did get close to his goal of filling out those upper-level seats. 
So big ups to him and doing this endeavor and doing this goal. And I just hope to see X Factor continuing to show up to games throughout the season at Talking Stick Arena. And be on the lookout for more from him. He might be doing this again at the end of the season. So stay on the lookout for that. Also, on what's my my mind, we're going to get into a rant. Sometimes we're going to get into some good, sometimes we're getting some bad. Whether it's about the Mercury, whether it's about the league. But on today's Mercury on the Mind, what's on my mind segment, this is kind of going to be a rant. And this is something I've been seeing on social media about the W. But I'm just going to say that if you have anything bad to say, please do not express it. Don't be under comments or posts about the WNBA and say that nobody cares, nobody's watching. But you're saying that to people who actually care and people who are actually watching the game. And it's annoying to see that on a lot of posts, but if you don't care that much about it, why are you talking about it and making a mockery of what the league is? Because it makes you seem like you actually care about something and you just want to be performative about your distaste about the league. Because who does that? Like, what are you getting out of it? Like, likes and retweets? I can't get jiggy with that. So, and make a mockery of what people are trying to build and make aware for many others who might be interested in the league because this is going to be a league that's going to be here for a while. And you you doing this just for the likes or retweets is very sad. And I think that people who do that don't like women. They may say they do because they have, like, moms or sisters, cousins, friends who are girls. But you're being weird. Stop it. Also, that's, 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 I'm putting a pin in that. Because that's going to be an ongoing thing I think people have to deal with all this, all season, all the time. And it's become a lot of, really rampant a lot so far this season and the season just started. So I'm going to put a pin in that. And we're going to still be doing our thing, supporting the W, and sharing these stories out because they need to be heard. Also... We're going to talk about what I've seen for the Mercury so far this season. And so far, I don't like what I've seen from the Mercury. Granted, Darren Tarasi is out. I, I don't think that, continuing to say that because she's out, this is how the team's going to be. But with players like Dwana Bonner on this team and Brittany Grinder and Brian January and Essence Carson, 
if if play if players like the starters are on his team, you would expect greatness. If that's the word I'm looking for, um, from a team that has always been a surprise to many teams in the league, whenever you play against the Mercury, it's always something different because you can be hit from different levels, whether it's from Duana Bonner, whether it's from Rennie Griner, or even someone from the bench. At times, it's not that great to see that people aren't performing as well as they should. Granted, this is early in the season. We are just in week two. But so far, I haven't been liking what I've see, been seeing, especially from the bench. But as players are coming back, I expect to see that players find confidence because that's all I'm about. Just have confidence in yourself. And if you miss a shot, you miss a shot. But I don't want to see players get in slumps, especially on the bench. I want to be able to see players on the bench be able to perform and go on runs, like personal runs, and make shots when it's really needed for the team. So, so far, I just want to see the bench win and be productive. You can't just have, like, one person having just of under 10 points. I feel like more players need to be able to have the opportunity, at most have the opportunity to be on the floor and contribute in any way, whether it is scoring, because... You see that in the box score, but also seeing it in not on the box score. Having a presence defensively also goes a long way as well for your team. So just being able to have confidence in yourself that you want to knock down shots. You can live and you can live and die by the three pointer. You can be okay with missing a shot that you know you're gonna make. You can also be okay with doing that you stops the opposing player that's on offense when you're on defense. So I'm just looking for effort and confidence. That's all I'm looking for for them from the bench. And I just want to see the starters continue to step up each and every night. I know in the Lynx game, Delana Bonner had herself a great night. But you can't have these nights where only one person has 20-plus points in the game because you can't figure out your offense. You can't figure out a tempo and rhythm. That just can't happen in the game. And with a team like the Mercury, I'd expect them to have more runs in the game, not until the fourth quarter because the Mercury, they are a whole game team. From the start, you can be productive. You can get out in transition. That's the one thing that hurt the Mercury in this game against the Lynx. It was that they, whenever they did get out in transition, sometimes the shots went in and sometimes they didn't. And that needs to be worked on and picked up more in games because that's how the Mercury sometimes get their offense. And that just wasn't working in that game. So it's getting out in transition and Beginning those stops will go a long way for the Mercury. 
like I said, this is early in the season. So I think that as the season goes on, people will step up and it won't just be one person having a 20 plus point game. I think that with players like Brittany Renner and S. Carson and Brian January, I think that they'll be fine moving forward as they still try to get out of slump. So I, I really do think that Brittany Griner was in a slump and she was just being stopped. But I think once you get out of that, you'll be able to be more free and be able to dominate like fans know you can. So yeah, that's the end of my Mercury rant. We're going to take another break <laughs> and listen to some music and as we get into the rest of the show. All right, we are back, and let's get into some news around the WNBA. So the main thing that was news this week for the league was that the announcement of the Pride Month festivities and the overall announcement of the WNBA's acknowledgement of the month. And the WNBA is promoting values, equality, diversity, and inclusion and support of the LGBTQ plus communities and allies throughout the league with initiatives throughout the whole month of June. There will be four televised games nationally, and the league will be marching in an NYC Pride Parade for the fourth straight year. The WBA COO, Christy Hedgepuff, said in a statement, We are honored to have events and initiatives designed to support LGBTQ plus equality and encourage players, fans, and employees to share their voices year-round. ESPN and ABC will feature four games this month in honor of Prime Month, and that starts tomorrow with the Lynx game against the Los Angeles Sparks at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time on ABC. Also, that game will be the game where the, the Minnesota Lynx will retire Lindsey Balin's jersey, as we all know, Lindsey Balin retired from the league after last season, and she is the head coach of the University of Minnesota's women's basketball team, and the Lynx announced that they'll be retiring her number in the Raptors this weekend. So make sure to be on the lookout for that game and enjoy some basketball this weekend. As we move forward, we're going to talk about the player of the week. And I'm going to say they're co-players of the week, actually, this week. As I'm combining it with last from the game against the Aces and the game against the Leaks. I'm giving players of the week to both Essence Carson and Dewana Bonner. For both of their performances against the Aces and the Lynx in the two games that they had to speak. And as I mentioned earlier, Ethis Carson came from Los Angeles after it was actually a decent year for her. And why she came to the 
Mercury was for her performance that she normally gives on night in and night out, which is being able to score and have a defensive presence. And that's what she did in the game against the Aces. So we're going to give that to her. Also, we're going to give the word to Dewana Bonner for her performance in the Lynx game, which, you know, the Mercury lost. But Dewana Bonner is a player that is a staple for the Mercury. And in Diana Tarsi's absence for right now, the team is really leaning on her and Griner to perform. And Dewana Bonner has not disappointed thus far this season. Therefore, she's getting the <laughs> Player of the Week honor with Essence Carson because you always need that one person to show up and be that spark plug to create for the team. And that's what Dewana Bonner did in the game against the Lynx. And a performance like that is something that we'll see throughout the whole season as Dewana Bonner is a powerhouse defensively and offensively. Like, she had 25 points. And that was just off of 9 of 18 field goals and 2 of 10 three-point shots. And she was 5 of 5 on the free throw line, as well as she had 8 rebounds in that game, 2 assists. And she had 2 block attempts, but she was a plus 3 in the plus minus category in the game. So, she was doing fine for the Mercury throughout the game, and she really put, put the team on her back in the 4th quarter as... They got within two at one point of the game. And that's a really great fever coming down, coming coming back up from a double-digit deficit. They came back, and that was thanks to Donna Bonner and some of the players in the fourth getting the moves back into the game to hopefully make it a game. It was a game. They tried to make it a game with, like, five, three minutes left in the game. And that I commend them for the effort, and that's all thanks to Dewana Bonner. So that is the players of the week for Essence Carson and Dewana Bonner. You are listening to Merc on the Mind here on the Nothing But channel here on Dash Radio. So we're going to move into the next couple of games for the Mercury as they'll be going on a two-game road trip against the Indiana Fever and the Chicago Sky. The Mercury will play the Indiana Fever on Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And Indiana is currently 2-0 at this time of recording after dominating fashion against the New York Liberty. Coach Mitchell hit five three-pointers and scored 23 points in their win. Tara McCowan has had a good showing in her first couple of games in the league. And she hit the game-winning layup for the Indiana Fever in the season opener. Indiana is a team that is young and in the rebuilding stage, but they are a capable team that is looking 
to make some noise in the league. Some of the team stats for Indiana thus far this season, they are 34.1% and 3-point percentage, and they hold their opponents to 36.7% and 3-point percentage. They also have 12.7 turnovers in games in comparison to their opponents as they force them to turn the ball over 14 times a game and they have a 83.3 points per game and they hold their opponents to 81.7 per game 81.7 points per game so their defense and their offense are kind of different but it's still high scoring and that's what you're going to get with this team this year is high scoring and productivity all around. So I think that the Mercury will have their hands full with this game as you're looking to bounce back from the loss against the Lynx. The Mercury will also be playing the Chicago Sky next Tuesday on the 11th at 5 p.m. And the Sky are also another team that are trying to make their name in the league. They missed out on the playoffs last season, but the f- players in the circuit season, Jen Diamond Shields and Gabby Williams, and the guard play with Courtney Vandersloot, I think that the Chicago Sky might also be a serviceable matchup for the Mercury in their game as well. Overall, the Sky have... Scored 79.7 points in games. They also are outscored in games as their opponents average about 90 points a game. And they have a rebounding percentage of... Oh, they have a rebound. They have about... 32.7 rebounds a game in comparison to their opponents who have 38.7 rebounds a game. As well as the Sky aren't really that great of a three-point shooting team thus far as they are about 29.1% from three-point range and their opponents are just 30.5% from three-point range as well in comparison to their field goals as the Sky's Percentage from field goals is 47.1, but they hold their opponents to 44.6% as well. They also turn the ball over more frequently than their opponents as they have 18 turnovers per game in comparison to their opponents who have 15.3 turnovers a game. So this is going to be an interesting road trip for the Mercury, but I think that the Mercury could pull out at least one game on the road before they go back home to play the Los Angeles Sparks. But I think that at least they'll... I can see them at least pulling out one game, but it'll be great if they could bounce back from the loss against the Lynx on this road trip to find some momentum and find some rhythm 
um, moving forward into week three. You are listening to America on the Mind here on the Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. And you've been listening to me this whole hour talking about Mercury basketball. So let's go into my thank you for you guys following along with me while tweeting the game against the Lynx last night. I really appreciate everyone who liked a tweet that I had or just followed along mindlessly. But I really appreciate you guys watching the game and following along with me. Granted, at one point, I had to, like, stop tweeting, but I picked it up. But either, either way, it was a great game to live tweet. It was a game that didn't meet my expectations. Granted, it was two teams that have a great rivalry that it's all known. But... Despite the outcome of the great time live streaming the game, be sure to be on the lookout for any other games that I will live tweet. It's not going to be a weekly thing. I know that's for sure. But it will be happening throughout the season. So please stay tuned to my Twitter to know when I will be live tweeting another game. And, yeah. Or even if you guys want, we can... Choose a game to live tweet, and we can figure that out. If you guys want to do that, let me know. But then again, I might just make a poll on Twitter and just do it myself and just say, hey, if you guys want to watch a game, I'll give three different options, and we can do it like that. So just let me know what you guys want to do, or I might just do that just randomly. But yeah, this was a great experience doing that. And we'll see what else is to come moving forward. With that. Also, I do want to give a big shout out to Aya Abdeen, who is a big Phoenix Mercury fan that I've seen on my timeline a lot. I just want to give a quick shout-out to her because she's been a constant fan that I've seen on my t- on my timeline a lot just because I follow her. But shout-out to Aya. I think I said her name right because it's like A. I think it, yeah, because it's A-Y-A. But big shout-out to Aya for just always being a fan of the Mercury and being supportive no matter what. I was seeing her tweets about the game. It's like, the Mercury needs to be better, but I know we got this. So, I just love the positive attitude. Despite being down, she was being she was just able to be open minded about the team and what they struggle with in the game. So, big shout out to Aya for just being a great fan of the Mercury. So, yeah, I just wanted to just do that little quick shout out because I see you. You are seen. WBA is so important because people like you are always there supporting. And you're and it always starts with the young young people. And Aya is young and so impressionable that 
being involved in something like this in the W and being a fan of really, a really great team like the Mercury is really great to see someone who's very open-minded and willing to see that there are some goods and bads of teams, but always seeing the bigger picture is great. So big shouts to Aya. Also, we are going to get into my prediction for next week. So like I mentioned, I don't do predictions. I don't predict the weather. So don't predict me and don't predict these games. But (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and predict some of these results of the Mercury's games moving forward. Like I mentioned, I said that the Mercury could go one of two on the road. You never know. But I also think that they could take both these games on the road, just depending on how the bench performs and how Brittany Griner Beth is back from this game against the Lynx that happened last night. And so seeing how the team bounces back, at least against Fever, We'll see what happens. But like I mentioned, I think that at least we'll get one of two. But it will be great if you got both of those games on the road before they come back home and play the Los Angeles Sparks, who are also still trying to find their footing. But they are led by the Agumake sisters. And they've been also dealing with injury and players not being present as they're dealing with Candace Parker with her hamstring injury. She could be back, but we never we don't know yet. Um, and they're also dealing with another player who is away from the team due to the Europe basket commitments. So that game at home is going to be an interesting matchup of teams that are trying to figure it out as they're hobbled and just try to figure out a momentum but I also think that they could possibly win that game and I'm going against those sparks but you know I'm going out on a limb and predicting that but I just want to see the Mercury get some momentum moving forward and I think they'll be able they'll be able to find some on the road to bring that back at home Because at home right now, they are one zip. So bringing back that energy that they try and create on the road to back back to their game against the Sparks, that will be very telling to see how they'll still fare throughout the rest of the season. So yeah, that is today's show. I thank you guys for listening. It's been fun. Week two has been great. Make sure you guys follow Phoenix Mercury. They are one of the best social media presence teams on Twitter. So make make sure you guys follow the Mercury on Twitter if you guys are not already. Because the banter that they have between other teams is hilarious. I know during the game against the Lynx, they were being petty on both sides and that was fun to watch so 
make sure to follow the Phoenix Mercury on Twitter and be on the lookout for whenever they play on League Pass. Make sure that remember they play the Fever on Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. That is an afternoon game, so make sure you guys are ready for that. Also, make sure you guys follow Nothing But Net on Twitter at nbn-radio because that's where you can get all of the show promotions from my show or even other shows on the network like All Entertainment Sproul or Twisted Mystic with Jasmine Brown or many other shows that are on the network. So, guys, make sure you guys get the Dash Radio app so you can listen to these shows every day. We are a weekly network, so listen to all the shows throughout the week and run out the week with me on Friday mornings here on Mercury on the Mind. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at Megs and Hines. That is M-E-G-G-S-N-H-I-N-E-S. Also, if you guys want to talk to me, let's hit me up there. Also, check out my work on the Strava Port and also on Ellie Sports Access, where I'll be doing Spark stuff. And on the Strava Port, I do Sparks and League Fight stuff. So please stay tuned for that. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys next week, same time, same place, at 7 a.m. Pacific time, while also 10 a.m. on the East Coast. So that is my time, y'all. Have a great weekend. Be safe and stay moisturized. All right, have a great one, guys. Peace.